Hey everybody, what's going on? I was over in the video next door. You're over in the video next door. What yeah. what video was it that you were in? That yeah, you it was were in just, yeah, some. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I thought you'd come up. <laughs> yeah, with yeah. You, just, you, you caught me at a fucking strange time. Like, I can't come up with anything. Caught like me at a strange time. Yeah. Yeah. So we decided to do a movie review this evening because we didn't do one on Sunday because we didn't have time to do a movie. And last night it happened that we did have a little bit of time to watch a movie. But what ended up happening was that, remember I said that we need to do um, Black Hawk Down yeah. because Louis sent us that. And we're still going to do that. We'll probably do that this Sunday, like this coming Sunday. But that movie is like two and a half hours long. Yeah, we didn't have time. And yeah, by the time we finished Haunting Mondays last night, I was like, yeah. we really don't have time. And I was going to do Megan because somebody told me, oh, it's on Peacock, like it's streaming for free, but it wasn't free. You had to yeah. have Peacock Premium, yeah. which is actually only $5 a month, but we were watching it on our TV, and it's like, I'd have to I'd have to do it through the phone and like cast, and I was like, I don't have time for all that. So I just went to Amazon Prime, and I was like, oh, look, they have the movie Smile from 2022, and I had actually been wanting to see that because I heard a lot about it. And it was free for us to watch because we have Amazon Prime. And it wasn't horribly long, although it's fairly long for a horror movie. It was almost two hours, but it didn't really seem like it. This was like a pretty solid flick, I thought. You know? Yeah, it was shot pretty well. It had uh, practical effects in parts Which of it. Which is nice. Yeah, like there was some CGI, but yeah. they really, it seemed like they really tried hard to do mostly practical. And then like with the CGI, just like cleaning it up. They were trying to make it kind of like a classic horror movie. Um, but with a new, with, with kind of like a, a you know new editing, you know what I mean it felt like a new movie, but I could I could I could see that they were trying to do something kind of like you see in the eighties or nineties, just the way I felt about it. Well, the movie reminds me. This was actually the directorial debut, so it's, this is the guy's first movie. Uh, his name's Parker Finn, and he had made a short film which uh, with a similar concept to this, and it was called Laura Hasn't Slept. And he kind of shopped it around to a bunch of different film festivals, and he ended up getting a bunch of awards. And it, um, I think, like a an executive at Paramount, like ended up seeing it, like at one of the festivals, and really liked it. So said, "Hey, why don't you expand that concept into, you know, a, a full length movie?" And we'll. So this is like a big budget. Well, it wasn't big budget, but it was released by Paramount. Although I think initially, it was supposed to just go straight to streaming. It was supposed to go to Paramount Plus. Uh, that's why they bought it. That's why they wanted him to do it. And uh, I think he made it for $17 million. And um, when, But when they took it around and they started showing it to, like, test audiences, like, the um, the appraisal of it was, like, so positive that they said, well, shit, maybe we should release it in theaters. And uh, it was actually ended up being a really good idea because, as I said, this movie cost $17 million to make, and it made $216 million back, back, like, worldwide. Yeah. So this was actually the weekend it opened, I th in at least in the U.S., I think it was number one, and it got, like, a lot of really positive. Now, I'm not saying it's, you know, it's not fantastic, but it's a solid watch. It's yeah. the only criticism, it's a little bit, and this isn't even really a criticism because it doesn't bother me all that much. It's a little bit derivative and i think like a lot of people are kind of see it it's gonna remind you of uh yeah. truth or dare that's one that uh, a lot of with because that had that weird cool like creepy smiley thing uh it's gonna remind you of it follows it has a very similar uh curse like setup like the the curse the somebody following you around like and you don't know who it is uh it's gonna remind you a little bit of the ring 
there are some actually there are some scenes in there that are directly homaging the ring like you can tell that he did it on purpose so it's so it's kind of like a combination of those things but that said i think it was a really well done i mean it wasn't just like a knockoff or it wasn't just like a cash grab or anything like that it actually had like a really good story to it it actually had some really really creepy sequences in it and i thought it was really well done there are a lot of jump scares in it but most of the jump scares i found were not kind of like cheating jump scares you know what i mean where it's just kind of like boo oh it's like oh it was just my boyfriend or oh it was just a cat coming in the window or something like that like most of the time the jump scares were actually like the scary thing you know what i mean so it was so it wasn't like just a fake out when you say derivative, that's a good way of putting it because that's what I was saying. It just reminded me of other stuff. Yeah, it reminded me yeah. really strongly of It Follows. Yeah. Um, just in the way it was shot. And this one was like, well, I don't know. Like, I guess I was going to say, like, I really liked the way the camera movements were because it seemed like he did a lot of stuff with, you know, the camera being like upside down or like, you know, weird angles like dr- like from drones and stuff. And I really liked the way it, it wasn't so much that it was over whelming or it drew too much attention to itself but i thought it was well done like a good way of making it kind of unsettling also i want to point out this had really good sound design and that's not usually something that i would notice unless it was you know very specifically but i kind of feel like they put a lot of effort into the sound design of this one and i think it was really really effective and um another thing too is that i don't know i just really like the way that they the sequences that were like really, really creepy that were like really, really quiet. It didn't always have to be like, it had some scenes that were just like balls to the wall crazy. Like, you know what I mean? But it also had a lot of sequences where, you know, it was just like this real dark room. And it's like, is that somebody standing over there by the wall? Like you're pretty sure it's somebody, but you can't quite tell. Or like somebody's like whispering from the closet or something like that. And like the way it was shot and the way the sound design did, I thought it was like really effective and like really creepy. The kind of monster it was reminded me of another movie that I was trying to put my finger on it. Um, it's kind of like a demon that jumps from person to person the only way, and you, you have a certain amount of time before it totally takes over. You have to, if you kill someone else in a real violent way, it'll jump out of you and into somebody else, if I remember how it was. No, how, what, that's, how it, no. How did it go? It kind of reminded me of another movie. I think it might have been Dark Angel or something where there's an aliens that would get into people and then go out and commit a bunch of crimes. And if you killed that person, the alien would come out of their mouth and you try to get into another person. I think that might have been Dark Angels a long time ago. For some reason, it reminded me of that. It just reminded me of other stuff. What were the rules again? It was basically like a curse. It was a chain that (coughs) it passed from person to person. Like you would, people would commit suicide and you in front of someone else and if they committed suicide in front of you then you would get it and then you would start seeing the same crazy shit they saw like the smile yeah. person like it's not the yeah, same guy said something about if you could get rid of it by killing somebody else right but that was like the one person okay that that was the one person that had escaped okay. the curse yeah but they had to kill someone to do it like okay. everyone else killed themselves oh, yeah i guess so. like after a certain that's why it kind of reminded me of the ring because it was like kind of the whole time clock element because you know the ring it's like you yeah. watch the creepy video and then like seven days later you die or whatever mm-hmm. this was kind of like that it didn't have 
Um, I don't think they ever specified like a very specific, but the they did kind of when they were doing the investigation, they were kind of like, oh well, some people did it like in four days, and some people lasted a week or something like that, but nobody lasted more than a week, like seeing the thing. But and it also kind of reminded me of It Follows because if you didn't see It Follows from 2014, which I feel like most horror fans have probably seen that, but um, that was like a a similar kind of curse, but it was sexually transmitted and you never knew like when the it was coming to get you because it could look like anybody, but only you could see the person, you know what I mean? So you'd be like walking down the street and then suddenly there was like an old lady, like walking towards you, like with purpose. And you'd be like, Oh shit, that's her. But nobody else could see her. You know what I mean? But it was, you never knew who it was because it always looked like a different person. And that's kind of the same thing here, except you knew who it was because they do that creepy fucking smile thing, which is, this is like so funny because they did, I have to say, this is, like, a pretty genius marketing thing that they did. Because I I actually managed to avoid seeing the trailers for this. I know that a lot of people complained. They were like, oh, my God, the trailers for this were just unavoidable. And the shitty thing about that was that the trailer gave away probably the scariest and creepiest, like, jump scare in it. Like, the woman, the sister, like, walking toward the car and then the fucked up shit happened. I don't want to ruin it. But, um... But they showed that in the trailer, and I was like, I'm glad I didn't see the trailer, because that would have ruined it, because I really liked that scene, because I was like, fuck! You know what I mean? So it was like, fuck, it fucked me up. So, but um, but the marketing for this was, like, ubiquitous, so a lot of people went to see it. But one of the things that they did, like a viral marketing kind of thing, was that the studio or the production company or whatever, because it's Paramount, so I guess they have a lot of money. So they would go to, like, these televised sporting events, like baseball games or whatever, and they would buy out a bunch of seats, like behind the, you know, the pitcher, the catcher, rather. And then they would hire actors to sit in the stands and do and just smile creepily and stare into the camera for like a really long time. So it would be on TV. Um, so they did that like a bunch of times. So like a lot of these televised sporting events had people in the back just going like it like into the fucking thing and i was like that's pretty funny actually and they and then they'd have like the shirts on and and everything so um you know it like i said it took ideas from a bunch of other things and what i didn't know i haven't seen the short film that this was based on which i mentioned called, was called Laura hasn't slept the interesting thing about it though is that the short film if you've seen this movie the girl who gives the main character, whose name is Rose, the psychiatrist or the therapist or whatever, the girl who gives her the curse, like, comes into her office, she gets, you know, Baker acted or whatever, and she gets, like, brought to the hospital, like, the psychiatric hospital emergency, and she's complaining, she's like, I keep seeing these people with these creepy smiles, and they're telling me I'm gonna die, and all this other stuff, and she's like, I know I sound crazy, and all this other stuff, and it turns out that that girl was played by the same actress who played Laura in the short and it's the same character so they actually so this is almost like a continuation of that short so now I'm gonna have to kind of go back and like watch the short again because I thought that was like a pretty clever idea of doing it but yeah it's basically like and another way that it reminded me of the ring too is that because remember the ring you know once Naomi Watts character like finds the videotape and watches it and then she gets the phone call that says, hey, you're going to die in seven days. And then she's like a journalist or whatever. So she d- goes and does like this mystery, like it's an investigation. And this one's kind of like that too. Like once 
once Rose, the therapist, the main character, once she realizes that she's that this curse has perhaps passed on to her, or it could just be that she's completely delusional. They do leave that possibility open. Um, but she kind of like tries to help, tries to get like her ex boyfriend who happens to be a cop, um, like on board, like to help her investigate. And he's the one that finds out like the chain of all these people, like it passes from person to person. So it's essentially like a demon that feeds on trauma, I guess. And that specific trauma. But like I said, they leave open the possibility that she might be imagining all of it. Because there are some scenes toward the end that suggest that maybe she's completely, like, that she's just, like, living in a fantasy world or something. You know what I mean? So I kind of like that they left that possibility open. Yeah. Zach said to him the movie looked dull. And I'm going to say that I kind of agree with you, but I think that's kind of universal. To me, almost all of the newer horror movies since like 2010 they all seem dull to me um i have a hard time paying attention to them so but jenny seems to like them and she writes horror so she's that's more her genre uh so i kind of trust if you like these new horror movies jenny's can point you into the into the, the directions of the good ones for me most of them are are dull um they're just not to my taste i liked midsummer um I, that other one, upon like further viewing by the same director, I, I thought it was better on the second viewing. But I, I actually liked that stupid shit like La, La, La Llorona. I liked that one. And I don't think there was much to that in terms of writing. I just liked the experience because I saw it in the big, in, on the big screen. There's some, I don't know, maybe if I'm too old for horror now, or I, I don't know what it is. You know what I mean? It, it doesn't quite have the same impact as it used to. If it has a sci-fi element to it, I like it a lot better. Um, they're just, just not like it was when I was a kid. You know? They're all kind of dull to me. Doesn't mean it's bad, though. Just means it's not in my taste. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like I said, don't go into this thinking this is like, but, you know, this wasn't up there with, you know, some of the newer movies that I really, really liked, like Barbarian, which I thought was fucking awesome. Cause yeah, I haven't that, seen it yet. Cause that thing was batshit crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like in a, but in a good way too. This one goes a little bit batshit crazy toward the end, but it's interesting because I think from the trailers, people expected it to be one way, just kind of like your regular Blumhouse type of thing. And some of those are fun. They're usually just not very substantive, you know what I mean? And they're just full of jump scares and stuff. This one has a bunch of jump scares too, but in a lot of ways, I think they're better done. Most of them are better done than, it's like I say, they're not fake outs. They're not anything like that. And there is like some actual kind of like depth to the story. Like the acting is really good and it does have some like good ideas behind it even though a lot of them are kind of like homaging other films but like i said a lot of movies do that so i can't get too mad about it i mean i actually i didn't get bored i didn't get you know i was like really invested in the story and the way that it was shot i thought was really creepy and like some of the shots the one shot like i said i don't want to spoil too much about it but the one shot it's i think if you've seen it if you've seen the trailer but where the sister walks toward the car and then like knocks on the car window and then yeah yeah that was like really freaky and then there was a scene that was very clearly homaging one in the ring where you know that's you know that very famous scene in the ring that like almost made me shit my pants the first time i watched it in the theater where 
the mom and Naomi Watts are like talking about oh finding her dead daughter or whatever in the closet and then like they smash cut to that and it was like really fucked up looking so they did something like that here like they had the main character Rose she goes to the you know surviving widow of like one of the last dude in the chain you know what I mean like the demon smile suicide chain and uh she goes there and the woman is describing like finding him dead and then they smash cut to like him in the morgue and his face is all fucked up and it was like and it looked like it was like practically done too and i was like oh nicely done one thing i am gonna and if you've seen the movie you probably know what i'm gonna say (sighs) there is an adorable cat in this movie named mustache and the cat doesn't make it and honestly like well you know because right near the beginning of the movie they make a big deal of her like putting food in a bowl and like putting it down and calling him by his name and i was like oh that cat something's gonna fucked up is gonna happen to that cat and something real fucked up happens to that cat um i kind of saw it coming like as soon as that was another really good scene even though i was like no because because it was like you know a kitty and i I can't really fucking (laughs) i I can't like watch that kind of shit anymore like, 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 you know, kill people, kill children, kill whatever. Just leave the fucking animals alone, you know what I mean? They didn't show the cat getting killed, but there was, like, a dead cat kind of thing. But I did kind of see where that was going because they made a big deal about, hey, have you seen the cat and blah, blah, blah. And then there's a scene where she goes to this birthday party and I'm just like, uh-oh. <laughs> I'm like, that's going to pay off and I don't know if I want to, like, be here for it. But, yeah, so that really did upset me. But... Other than that, like I said, it's not... I don't want to oversell it. I'm just saying that I think if you kind of like... I don't know. I, I think it's like too... It's it's kind of mean to say it's just like, oh, middle of the road or whatever. Because I think that it's kind of like those sort of blumhouse kind of movies. But like a notch or two above that. You know what I mean? I, just, I feel like the acting is better. Um, it's scarier. It's creepier. Like some of the stuff like looked like it was better... Yeah. done it was better made Zach said something I agree with right there that he, he he's getting close to it why don't you read it where so, for me a lot of modern horror movies just kind of lack a certain humanity to them yeah. that gets me to really care about the characters and shit it's hard to explain it's well to explain. it's almost I mean, kind of like the characters are kind of thin or they're, the tone of the characters is very uniform so there's no real differences between the characters I think earlier horror movies you had like a silly character you had like a hot girl character. You had another dude who's like a Chad character, and it was a it was a variety of characters, and they were kind of like archetypes. And it was something that kind of added a certain texture to it. Some of the people you could relate to them because they weren't realistic, and, which that's crazy to sound it, but it's kind of like something out of Shakespearean type. You know how you know how the, all the bit parts in Shakespearean plays were kind of like caricatures. You know they're like that. Yeah. And there was something about it that gave a horror movie a certain kind of fantasy tone which if the if the story was good it kind of pulled you into it it was it felt colorful and i think that's what it is i think zach is right or he's on to something it's at least partly right they kind of a lot of the modern horror kind of lacks texture when it comes to the characters they're all too realistic or too dry something like that i, I i'm he's right it's hard to explain there's something missing 
I don't know what they're doing wrong. Well, I mean, I've, you know, our, I've seen a lot more modern horror movies than you have. Yeah. And I don't generally have that problem. Um, and I had that problem with, like, older movies, too, I guess. Yeah. It just, it depends. It depends on, like, the story. It depends on the characters. I think the characters are really important. Um, now, that, speaking of that, I think the only issue I had with that in this movie was I thought that her fiancé character... Um, he wasn't in it enough. And I heard later, like I was watching another review and they said, well, most of his scenes and he was played by, um, the guy from, uh, the boys. I think like his yeah. name, his character name is a train or something, but, um, but he was in this and he played her fiance and he was kind of in it quite a bit at the beginning, but then like he almost kind of like, well, they sort of kind of broke up or whatever, but then like, you didn't really see him again. And I thought he was a little underdeveloped, but when I went and watched some other reviews, they said, well, they did a bunch more scenes with him and, like, with the two of them, like, interacting, like, establishing their relationship and stuff, but they cut most of that out. Mm. So, um, you know, so so I guess that's maybe why. Because I think that her ex-boyfriend, the cop, who was helping her with the investigation, was a much more rounded character. I mean, this is, to be honest, this is mostly, I mean, the main character, um, what is her name? She's, she's Kevin Bacon's daughter. Like the, the woman that is the main, you know, Kevin Bacon and Kira Sedgwick who've been married for fucking ever. This, uh, it's their daughter, Sosie Bacon. That's her name. It's weird because we were watching it and Tom's like, that looks like Ali Sheedy. Yeah. Like it does a bit, but it's, yeah, it's Kevin Bacon's daughter. Isn't that funny? I didn't yeah. even realize that. But uh, yeah, so she's the main character. And I mean, her, she's great. I, I think she's, she's been in some other stuff too, but I think she was like really, really good in this. Like she brought a really, because the thing about it is that I, I'm always really freaked out in movies by the whole like gaslighting thing. Because like if, if you legit... If, it, if this was real, if there was, like, a demon that's, like, you know, that passed on a trauma and, you know, uh, would cause you to kill yourself and stuff, like, no one would believe you. And it's, so it's, like, super frustrating, like, watching her just losing her fucking marbles and, like, everybody just thinks she's a complete nutcase, even though it's clearly really happening. Maybe. But the thing about it is that they kind of leave it ambiguous, and I think that was probably the right decision because you don't know. Like, you know, maybe she was just imagining all of it. I don't know. Hugo said, hi, everybody. This flick was fun. Yeah, I actually quite enjoyed it. Uh, Vandal Cabbage says, have y'all seen that Skinamarink movie? I've seen it. I did a review of it uh, a little while back. I actually really liked it, but if you haven't seen it, it's going to be one of those movies that's like super, super, super divisive. You're either really, really, really going to vibe with it or you're really, really, really not. You know, you're just really going to think it's boring because it's more... It's not a narrative movie in the purest sense. It's kind of like it's a it's a mood piece more than a movie. But if you are in that vibe and if you kind of get into that vibe, then it's super creepy. But you really have to kind of be in the mood for it. You know what I mean? Uh, Juggernaut, the film surprised me. It was way better than it should have been. I kind of feel like a lot of reviewers that I watched said that. Like, um, because I saw kind of your, kind of your big, bigger guys like Cody Leach and, uh, Chris Stuckman and stuff. They actually saw the premiere of this at Fantastic Fest, like last year. And then they did a review of it, like on their channel. So I watched them earlier today and all of them said pretty much the same thing. They're like, well, from the trailer, we were expecting it to be kind of like a Blumhousey, like just a kind of lame jump scary kind of movie. But they were like, actually it was way better than we were 
expecting like there was a lot more to it than the trailers made it seem. I think the trailer kind of most of that stuff happens like in the first act of the movie and then like it kind of goes in a different direction. But I don't know. I think it was like I said, I don't want to oversell it too much, but if you like that kind of movie, like a sort of Blumhousey kind of movie, but like a couple notches above that, like a bit better, like with better shot composition, like creepier, better acting, then this would probably be, like I said, it's not, the plot of it is kind of like takes pieces from, it's like a bit of a magpie conglomeration of like some other, like It Follows and The Ring and Truth or Dare and stuff like that. But that's okay though. I mean, you know, that's... How many movies do we have about demon possession? How many yeah. movies do we have? You know, how many haunted house movies do we have? Yeah. It's like you can't. There's only so many things you can make movies or write stories about. Um, but if you're gonna make something like that, like just make it good, like make it enjoyable. And I actually quite enjoyed this. I like I said, I wasn't bored. I wasn't. I thought it was like really creepy. Some of the scenes were like really good. Um, a couple of the scenes like really got me. Like that were like really freaky and shit like that. But yeah, I I thought it was like pretty decent. So, you know. Have, and we're going to do Megan, too, but because um, I've really heard a lot of good stuff about that. But that's kind of that might be more your bag, because I kind of feel I'm like that's like that. probably like more yeah. sci fi based. I'm looking, at the, I'm looking at the trailer and I'm going, that's probably good. Yeah, I've heard that it's really good. Yeah. But like I said, I try to avoid trailers. I'm really glad that I didn't see the trailer for this one because a lot of reviewers complained. It's like, oh, my God, the trailer was everywhere and it ruined a bunch of the best scenes. Um, but I managed to not see the trailer before I saw this. So all the scenes like got me, you know what I mean? Cause I really do try to like, not, I don't read the, su- the s- summary. I don't watch the trailers. I don't do anything like that. I don't seek them out because I like to just see the movie like in its whatever. All right. So, um, I know this has been a little bit short, but I have a whole bunch of other stuff that I have to do before we go to bed. <laughs> so, uh, I guess we'll cut it short if you have amazon prime um this is on there it's streaming on there for free at the moment and you know i would recommend it it's not the best movie ever but it's pretty good i mean i thought it was pretty solid so tomorrow is wednesday and that's our main show and tomorrow night i said this last night but we're finally going to do a topic that i've been wanting to do for a really long time which is the disappearance of louis le prince who is ostensibly the true father of cinematography, the true inventor of the motion picture camera, who disappeared very mysteriously back in the late 19th century. So uh, it's actually a really fascinating story, and that's what we're going to be doing the show about tomorrow night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So hopefully you guys can be here for that. So remember to like and comment and all that other kind of stuff for algorithm purposes. And we will see you guys again tomorrow night. Good night.